Welcome to episode 74 of the Horror Stands podcast. Hi, I'm Matt. Hey, this is Steve. And this week, we have a remake for you guys. West House on the Left from 2009. Yes, we are going to do three weeks of horror remakes. Disturbia really wasn't a remake, but we're going to pretend it was. It's like a, it's like a spirit remake theme, a rear window kind of. yeah yeah so just roll with that yeah <laughs> it's, it's, we get to we get to choose what we want to do here we do what we want <laughs> yeah. here uh, but yes this is the remake of the 1972 west craven classic last house on the left which i haven't seen until the other night which i did watch this <laughs> it's one that i never uh really had any uh, desire to watch to be honest with you even though I love you know my boy Wes Craven R.I.P. because it's just so it just seems so like nasty and like you know it's just not really my thing I mean that one even for the time I was reading was pretty graphic but I have to say like I, I was kind of half watching it to be honest yeah. with you but it wasn't as bad as I was expecting mm-hmm. um, well after this I mean it. Right. This this was more intense. Yeah. I would say this is one of the few remakes that is better than the original. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And you know, Wes Craven did produce this, so it goes to show you if you you know have the original person helping, you know, it, it uh, helps out the the movie. Unlike the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, who didn't consult Wes at all. Oops. So, but what did you think? In one word, brutal. Truly, yeah. like, I don't know. It, it's it, pretty it's, heavy. It's, yeah, and dark. very unsettling. And it pretty gory on top of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, so there's an, I watched the unrated version because mm-hmm. that's what was available on Voodoo, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I purchased. I don't know. Like, I like I saw, the, saw it in theaters. I remember, or remember it was pretty brutal in its R-rated form, too. So mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know whichever version you saw mm. was pretty intense, right? Yeah, I don't even, I don't know what the differences are exactly. But yeah, it was still pretty friggin' intense. I'm sure I saw from, the unrated one. From what I read, the sexual assault scene was longer than the unrated. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe a little bit more gore, but not like too many differences. Seen, seen pretty friggin' long in my version. So I'm going to go with I saw the unrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that. But this was, um, well, speaking of Disturbia, Carl Ellsworth, who wrote that film, wrote this also. So, good writer. Wow, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. did that. Like, I, I think I mentioned, um, well, he did Red Eye also, another episode mm-hmm. that we did, another banger. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote the season two episode of Buffy Halloween, which is iconic. So, like, this guy needs to write more. He did the Unhinged. Did you see Unhinged with my boy Russell Crowe? I don't know if I saw Unhinged. That was pretty good, too, even though it had Russell Crowe in it. <laughs> and this director, i too familiar with anything else he's done, except for like he did this movie called He Knows You're Alone, but I think he took his name off of it, so he must not be a fan Aww. of how that turned out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought this this was a good, good movie. I thought, it was, you know, anything that kind of leaves you, with uh, any sort of feeling afterwards, whether it be like, you know, happy, sad, unsettling, disturbed. I, I think that's a true testament of a movie. You know, mm-hmm. it uh, makes you something that makes you feel something. So, yeah, obviously, this, this definitely was a downer, I'll say. But it was uh, I think. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a good movie. So not a family film. No. <laughs> but we open up. There's a. So are they transferring this guy? Seemed, yeah. Okay, why like they do they are. always transfer people at nighttime? Like, this is Michael Myers all over again. Seems like a poor time to transfer people. I'd rather have, you know, broad daylight. And he doesn't seem like, like a... Uh, maybe like a car. Like, sometimes, like, there's cars, like, another cop car, like, behind or in front. Yeah. You know, and that's like some sort of escort with them. And also, it doesn't seem like this guy... Is like going went to jail for something silly or stupid. He seems like a I don't think they criminal. say, but like he probably murdered somebody. Yeah, just the way the <laughs> cops talk to him, you know, like shut up. It's not like oh he was jaywalking and they're transporting him, you know. Right. He seems pretty like a high up there killer sort of guy. 
But yeah, it's only these two cops, which was not a good idea at all. But he gets um, kind of uh, rescued by his family slash girlfriend with, uh, I know Aaron Paul's one of them from Breaking Bad. Love Aaron Paul. Do you, did you, were you a Breaking Bad fan? Lo- love Breaking Bad. Loved his small appearance in Better Call Saul and then loved the Breaking Bad movie that they did afterwards as well. I've never seen it. I know. At all? I know. Everybody says you need to watch it, but that just makes me not want to watch it more. I don't know. I don't know if it'd be your thing. I'm I'm sure it would be. I'm sure it's a good show. Yeah. It just didn't seem like it would interest me. Yeah. The whole like drug world, you know? It gets gets pretty good. Honestly, though, at first I thought this was um, the guy who played Goku in Dragon Ball Evolution. Justin Chat Chatwin or something. I th- yeah, I thought it was him at first, and then later on I started hearing the voice. Away. Oh no, it's definitely not him. It's Aaron Paul. We could cover that movie. I think Dragon Ball Evolution. It's a horror, true horror. It's from the itself. director of Final Destination. Is it really? And uh, my boy Spike's in it from Buffy, is and it's Pic- really bad. Is he Piccolo? He's the green guy. Yeah, he's he's he was actually his he's a bad guy named Piccolo. Yeah. All right. And he was a huge Dragon Ball fan. And I think is the main reason that he's the green guy. Okay, just a quick aside with Dragon Ball Evolution. They originally wanted to make Piccolo like a different color than green. Mm -hmm. But in the cartoon and the anime, He's green. Like in the movie, they wanted him to be a different color. You yeah. can't do that. They wanted him like a... The maybe, fans would go crazy. Maybe like a gray... Ex- well, exactly. So then when they had Spike on, he's like, no, we got to make him green. So they made him Does green. Does he look kind of like a scroll? Or He looks very scrollish. Scroll stole from yes. that. I mean, I... Basically. Well, I the, don't know. I don't know when the Marvel comic oh, came out. Maybe true, I shouldn't say that. But yes, they look very similar. Scroll and Piccolo. Anyways, there's no justice. But that's for another episode. If you want us to do Dragon Ball Z, please feel free. Maybe we'll do it. I'd, I'd give it a shot. I'm not, that's I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. And that's the one movie I've never seen. You know, I love bad movies and camp. So it sounds right up my alley. Here you go, maybe Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> so and then Sadie is his girlfriend who's played by. I feel like I, I've seen I never her in know stuff. her name, but she's always in stuff. Yeah. She was on Wednesday. She was Wednesday's guidance counselor. Did not see Wednesday. One of the two people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Matt says, fuck you, Jenna Ortega. I, I got to get ready for season two, I guess. Uh, I'm sure it, there's got to be one. It's fine. But, like, I won't get into the whole. You know, the, like, the writers were complaining about Jenna. Because Jenna. She's being a diva. Right. But she she was, like, she was completely in the right. Like, Wednesday, know Wednesday doesn't shouldn't have a love triangle. Like, that's not the character. Yeah. So we'll send a Jenna Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> but Jenna Ortega is not in this. So we meet our family. We have uh, Chekhov swimming, which will come into play. And surgeon. Uh, and Chekhov surgeon. <laughs> but at least these Chekhovs um, came into play more than Jill Johnson's running in One of Stranger Calls <laughs> remake, right? It's true. <laughs> The mom is played by Monica Potter. I've always liked Monica Potter. Like they used to call her like the low rat Julia Roberts back in the day. But Aww. I like you, Monica. I thought she did excellent in this. She's good, and she looks a lot like the daughter to me. Like oh. I thought that was like great mm-hmm. casting. The daughter Sarah Paxton, who I think is very good too in this movie. Like in uh, couldn't have been an easy role to do. No. Um, I wonder how old she was when she was. In this, any idea? No, probably. Hopefully, at least twenty, <laughs> early twenties. Hopefully, at least eighteen. She looks young. Yeah, but she was also the star of Shark Night 3D, Ooh. which I did see in cinemas in 3D. And Jaws Ooh. Two is still the superior sh- uh, shark slasher movie. Even what with, a disappointment. Even with 3D sharks coming at you. Yep. Even with wow. that. Even with them jumping and killing people on jet skis. Uh, it's like I really want to watch that now. Man, I missed out. Well, there's our lost form of media, 3D. Uh, <laughs> Go back a few episodes. You hear our rant about that. <laughs> we're we're always ranting about 3D, but we still want James Cram- Cameron to do a screen movie in 3D. That's what the it. world needs. <laughs> oh, and so the father is Tony Goldwyn, who I think most people will know from Ghost. He was like the bad guy in Ghost with Patrick Swayze. I'm not. I actually don't think I've ever seen Ghost in full. I've never even heard of Ghost until just now. 
feel like. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg, the Pottery. Pottery sucks. No. no. Well, he was the bad guy in that. <laughs> he was also in Friday the 13th Part 6 in a brief role. So, iconic. Now, what is, do we know what the mom does? I don't, Nothing. D- no. don't, I don't know if they actually say what she, she does. Because, you know, we're introduced in the beginning that uh, the father's some type of doctor. He's a surgeon. Uh, as they they're driving away to camp, and but their camp is absolutely beautiful. Like they have, and they they have like two homes. They have like their home, and then they have this camp that they also go to. So like they got to be loaded. But I'm just wondering, I'm just curious what the wife does. Yeah, they didn't get into that. I want to know her backstory. Something in the medical field, like she fixes up that Aaron Paul's nose, pretty good, right? He does. Oh, he does it himself. I think so. Yeah, she's like kind of. She's good for nothing. Like hold the flashlight, maybe. I take back every good thing I said (laughs) about you, Monica Potter. (laughs) Um, But they have a guest house, and I guess was it his brother stayed there, right? I think his brother or her brother, someone's brother. But you know, they're unhappy. He's unhappy. He he leaves them a four dollar bottle of champagne, and that just brought me back to like when I was twenty. Like buying like four dollar bottles of like wine. It's a good time. Some box wine, you know, maybe. The struggle was <laughs> real. My favorite was the um, twelve dollar handle of vodka. That that was always um, very appetizing. It was uh, burn every single second of the way down. It was horrible. Well, we don't know exactly what happened yet, but obviously they had a son that died. Hmm. How did he die? I don't even remember. I don't know if they even... Do they say? I don't know if they say it. This movie... Okay. This movie doesn't tell us a lot. We don't know what the mom does, and we don't know how the son died. <laughs> but we I know also the- take back everything I said about Carl Ellsworth, the writer. <laughs> Just left, kidding. Come on our podcast. There's so many questions. <laughs> yeah, one thing that was a little creepy, which this is, obviously isn't even the worst part about this film, but okay, we're led to... Like, this girl is in high school and like we later find out that she's 17 but she's pretty overly sexualized like right off the get-go here because we have a shower scene with her and it's like wow they're really they're really selling this girl here yeah it's a little a little uh lingery a little male gazy if you will like i don't know just make her in college so i could feel a little bit better about myself yeah it wouldn't be a, mm, i shouldn't say it wouldn't be as tragic <laughs> Although I do have to say something, like, I don't know. It's like the whole having, like, the innocent girl is the one who gets sexually assaulted. It's mm-hmm. a little, like, you know, so we f- we're supposed to feel worse. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, this movie called Revenge from a few years ago, which is really great, where, like, the girl is, like, with this married man, and, like, she seems very, like, airheadish and dumb. Mm-hmm. and Like, not really dumb, but and then she gets sexually assaulted and killed or you know almost killed uh-huh. and then comes back for revenge and i just i like that twist where it wasn't like the perfect victim you know what i mean right you know because you know this ha- shouldn't happen to anybody no matter who it is <laughs> yeah. but so check out revenge people if you haven't it's gory as fuck too uh, so it turns out her friend Paige is also in town she wants to go see her she wants to go hang out she wants to take the family car and the mom's like yeah my dad's like here and like gives her a hundred bucks and says, go have fun essentially. Right. We get the, cause she's like so overprotective probably because of the brother mm-hmm. I'm assuming, but you know, she was right. Oh. If she had just stayed home, I didn't even think about that with being mm. overprotective because of the brother. Good, good call. It's true though. <laughs> but her, f- what's her friend's name? Do you P- know? Paige. I know this girl from super bad. She, <laughs> that's where oh, I know her from. She's Jules's friend. Yeah. yeah. I wondered why she looks so familiar. Mm-hmm. She's the one that uh, Jonah Hill wants to. Uh, no, not jo- Jonah Hill wants to get with Emma. She's the one Michael Sarah wants to get with. Mm. Does he get her at the end? I haven't seen that since uh, probably the year it came out, which might have been the same year as this or 2007. I can't remember. Yes, they both end up getting the girls at the end, kind of. Even Jonah Hill. Even Jonah Hill. Well, how much weight he lost? Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's coming under some flack now. Did you see that? It's about his girlfriend and like how. She was, was she? She I think she was a surfer, uh-huh. and then he texted her like, "I'm not comfortable with you posting pictures in your bathing suit." No, and she's like, "Well, I'm a surfer." 
Well, there might be even well, that might be true, but there's even like more to it, I guess. That he was at, like at a party with an underage girl and was just being very inappropriate with her. Like, oh, just when you think like you, there's a good one out there, I never liked sad. him. No, no. Oh, I liked his transformation because like he he got like shit on, uh, just for being like bigger and heavier. And like if you watch him in interviews, people would like there's one interview with him. Someone's like, oh, I thought you would have smelled a lot worse. And he's just like, he's just like saying, he's like, why? Like, why? Like, oh, boy. So, like, I felt bad for him for that stuff. Then he, like, kind of turned his life around. At least it seemed like he did. But that's Jonah Hill's issues. But now issues. he's having some issues. Yeah. yeah. He's, got, he's got his own problems now. <laughs> but that sucks that he did that if he did that. Yeah, we don't we don't support that no. here. Or anything that happens in this film. Oh, yeah, this film. Yeah, the, yeah. There's not a lot of this support is not going for on. the faint of heart. <laughs> no. <laughs> but like her, like her character, like she's more like sexually free spirited. I, I'm assuming, and like she wants to smoke the pot and. Paige is um, about having a good time. She, she's a fun girl. She, I think she says like you only have. Did she? Did she make like you only have one life or like what do you do? She might. I don't know. Can't remember. But I, I live by Paige's free free lifestyle. I don't know if I'd go smoke pot with some rando, though. That's a little aggressive for me. Well, it was annoying, though, because she just goes in there. She was supposed to only go in there to get the weed. Mm-hmm. And then obviously her friend's going to come in like she wanted her to go in there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at so while it's Mary, right? But our main our main girl. girl yeah. Yeah. Mary. So Mary's at a convenience store visiting Paige who works there and Justin ends up being a creeper and like trying to steal stuff. Paige calls him out on it. And in exchange for allowing Justin to buy cigarettes, he tells Paige, Oh, I got weed I can give you. So then they go back to his hotel room and they're trying to get the weed. But now they end up just smoking the weed with him. But Mary being the girl that she is, doesn't want to smoke the weed because she wants to be like a professional swimmer. Or something. You can't have that smoke in your lungs. No, look at Michael Phelps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but at this point, uh, she ends up telling her mom on the phone, oh, by the way, I'm just going to spend the night with Paige. Just don't expect me home sort of thing. We get like kind of a montage here, like a fun montage. They like give Justin a makeover. Like This could have been like a romantic comedy or something, but it's not. They decided to go in a, a different That's way with it. <laughs> That's a different cut of this movie. But, of course, the family comes home. So, I mean, Justin's a selfish prick. I think even, the, like, the main guy, um, I don't know his name. But Krug? Krug. It sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, is at one point, I think he says, like, you were selfish. Like, that's why these girls got themselves in the situation, because you were selfish, basically. Mm-hmm. Um but this is a very like tense situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it doesn't make for a good movie, but I, I feel like if I was on the run, I'd let the girls go. I'd be like, all right, like, okay, Justin, since you fucked up, you're going to stay here with the girl. Like I'd say, oh, we're going to go west, but then actually go east and like tell, make all these fake plans in front of them. It's Justin, you wait with them, give us an hour head start, and then you can leave because that's Justin fucked this up. Is that why they ended up wanting to kill them? Though, is basically because they seen them. Yeah, they even knew. though they haven't really been paying attention to the news. Yeah, they they knew way too much. Damn it, Justin! Justin ruined it for these girls. I have conflicting feelings about Justin. I feel like he's maybe not dealing with a full deck up top. Something something's not turning in there. I mean, look at his dad. His dad's no, no I shining mean, star. Yeah, look at the environment. Yeah, and his we find out his mom died. About a year, it was it a year ago. He said, "I can't remember what exactly what he tells them, but I imagine from Krug, maybe that's why Krug was locked up. Maybe he killed the mom. Who knows? I want, I want to put a past old Krugy boy. So we have both girls, kind of just having a standoff with the family, as they're being told what to do, and basically don't make any moves. But Paige is gonna rebel. But kind of like how they had the opposites. You know, you have Mary who's like." Like think like processing the situation, thinking about what I'm to just do gonna next. do what they say. Yeah, and then Paige- I mean I can, can kind of see where Paige is coming from though because it's like 
they're pro- they're gonna kill kill us. So yeah, but I don't know. It's pretty intense though when she runs into the bathroom. It's <laughs> like oh my god. <laughs> I will say Krug's probably only redeeming quality is that he has. I feel like such a deep love for his son that is just so completely misguided because it seems like he actually does kind of care about him. Like he one after they get out of the he gets out from the cops that are transporting him and he's like kind of rescued. He asks about like the first thing he asks about is a son. Like what about my mm-hmm. son? Which kind of gives you a little window into his motive, but I don't really know why he's doing this all for him because he seems like he couldn't just leave his son behind and be a free man. Just because he's a murderer doesn't mean he's a bad father mm-hmm. completely. No, <laughs> but I do think the whole relationship between everybody is pretty interesting. And mm-hmm. then you have Sadie, right? The yeah. girl, the girl. And like, I don't know. She, she has a few moments where she just seems like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know? I completely thought at the end she was going to turn because she would just be like so disgusted with everything. Didn't happen, but I thought maybe that's we what we're going to for you, Sadie. Yeah, so I was hoping you'd have some some redeeming quality. Oh, and <laughs> here we go with Disturbia again. She was in Disturbia. Did we, we didn't mention that, right? She was skinny oh. mini. No Not a big way. Part of her. I remember they ran into her at the yeah the, the home department store or whatever. Mm-hmm. Skinny mini. How do you know that name? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just doing. Movies with this girl and written by Carl Ellsworth. Is she in her next film? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> but Mary is okay. Like this is very like suspenseful to me when she's like gonna do the lighter. I'm just like, mm. oh my god! Like this takes some balls. <laughs> and it's pretty smart. It's smart, but I thought she was gonna gain their trust a little more because she she ends up helping them out with directions. He seems lost. pleased with that. Yeah, and he he almost seems like he's gonna let her be okay maybe even live or Sadie even suggests like yeah maybe we can you know have her part of this family yeah yeah I mean they could have stretched this out some more but I think it's fine Mm -hmm. you know just how many getting to the point here you know I mean how many more times I guess could she really have gained the trust oh take another left take another right right yeah (laughs) (laughs) why now at the cop station now now's the time to use the lighter but then yeah so Mary grabs the letter, shoves it right onto Sadie's forehead, which leaves a gnarly scar later on that She's we see. She's not happy about that scar. No. And a huge fight breaks out in the car. And a pretty cool car crash, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like the car crash, just like everything is just very visceral in this movie. Like, it, it hits you hard, you know what I mean? You just like how the, ca- the camera, like, shakes and how this I moves. love the cinematography in this mm-hmm. movie. It's like... It's got like that kind of updated slick studio look, but it's mm-hmm. also gritty at mm-hmm. the same time. You know, mm-hmm. it looks really good, and you know the directing's great. Mm-hmm. I love how the, when the car finally goes off the road, it's almost like you're playing pong mm-hmm. with a car hitting against all the different trees. I think maybe two or three times it hits, but each hit is looks brutal, and mm-hmm. you're just thinking about, oh God, what does the inside of that car look like? And then we start seeing uh, the passenger starting to come out. But now you're just like, oh, shit, there's no way these girls are going to get, you know, not murdered now. Krug is not pleased. And Aaron Paul's nose is fucked up. Which it didn't seem like anyone had seatbelts on in the backseat. So I'm surprised not more of them are really fucked up. Just just saying. One of them would have died in real life. I feel like at least we've all seen the crash test dummy thing where none of them have seatbelts and they're like limbs everywhere. And the dummies are like 20 feet away from the car. Right. This could have been like, you know, that scene in Death Proof. <laughs> Everybody flying out. Yeah. But like, like even I like how um, Paige, she puts up a good fight, though. Like mm-hmm. These girls put up a fight. Paige gets knocked out so much, though. She gets she got like knocked out of the hotel room when she was trying to call for help through the window. She kind of got smacked around by Krug when she first gets out of the car. And then she gets smacked again. But is it? Is it Francis, Aaron Paul's character? I honestly don't know. I just call him Aaron Paul. She's knocked <laughs> out again by Aaron Paul. Like, What's his name on Breaking Bad? Uh, Jesse. Okay. Pinkman. <laughs> he's also in Bojack Horseman. Fun fact. Is he the horseman? No, he's... Who does the voice Todd. of... Todd. 
who does Bojack. You know. Oh gosh. Isn't Alison mm. Brie do a voice on that? She is in there. I yep. know some stuff. <laughs> it's a great show. I I hear it's great. But it's animated. Now I don't usually yeah. do animated, except yeah. for the occasional Family Guy <laughs> episode because I'm trash. Uh, we all have our vice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is one of Justin's redeeming qualities here. Because his father basically tells him to sexually assault one of these two girls, or both of them. And Justin is not having it. Justin does doesn't want to do that at all to these women because I feel he's obviously got to feel some sort of guilt. He's very quiet though. He's quiet boy. Mm-hmm. He's just emo quiet boy. He just sits there. But then Paige, our girl Paige, gets stabbed, and it's pretty brutal. Just even though it's just stab, we've seen plenty of stabs. I mean, yeah. this is episode what? Um, but <laughs> yeah. like just the the way it's shown is just pretty realistic. And mm-hmm. just, oof. Not only that, but then. The aftermath of it too, when crew is basically telling Mary, like, "Oh, go tell, go tell her everything's gonna be okay. Go tell her helps on the way." When that's obviously not true at all, mm-hmm. as her best friend is lying there bleeding out, Mary doesn't give in, but that just adds like more on top of it too. So, like, okay, so one point for Justin, he didn't do any of the sexual assaults in this in the in the scene. But he also didn't stop it. So there's there's negative. Nobody for stopped it. Yeah. Even the girl, like, even though she Sadie, like, she has like a look of like, did you almost like, did you really Disgust. have to do that? Yeah. Like, still, fuck you. Like, nobody said stop, really, you know, mm-hmm. so these are all horrible people, mm-hmm. obviously. And that's why the scary part of this is this is real people doing real shit that really happens. Yeah. You know? But then we get the long, horrible sexual assault scene. So it's not pleasant. No, I mean, at one point, so Krug is the one who ultimately does it. And then at one point, Mary even like calls out to Justin for help. And, you know, I think obviously that sticks with him. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't enjoy this, but like it, it was a good move. Like they focus a lot on her expression and her face Mm -hmm. just so you see that terror, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's pretty disturbing. So Mm -hmm. I guess they did their job Mm -hmm. and I guess it could have been more graphic. You know what I mean? Like there's not necessarily like a lot of nudity luckily, but I guess it's as tasteful as you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, of course there's people who probably say you don't need to show it at all. And there might be some validity to that, but I wonder how, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, now that I saw the unrated version, I wonder how the R-rated scene compares. Like you said it was a little shorter. I'm sure you could still get the yeah, same effect. Yeah, they probably just cut a few shots here or there. Yeah. But, you know, I like even after this, though, she's still putting up a fight because, mm-hmm. like, she hits him with a rock, I think, right? And yeah. And makes a run for it, which is pretty intense. And we just want her so desperately to get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she's been coming up here for years, so she knows her way around. So she is, ends up finding this lake that they're at or the pond that they're at. Mm-hmm. Probably more of a lake. And she ends up just jumping right in. And seems like she knows where she's going. Swimming starts swimming. pretty good, which they set up. You yep. know, used on like some movies like When a Stranger Calls. <laughs> Still iconic. <laughs> which I was surprised. Did you think she was going to potentially get out of this? Oh, I thought she was going to come out unscathed. They uh, make it pretty. Yeah, like you think that she has a chance. Right? Yeah. I thought she was fine. I thought she was going to be fine. But she gets shot. Shot right in the back. Oh, so here's the big difference between this and the original. In the original, she died. Oh. Like, and I was reading, you know, some, uh, like, a little interview with a writer, and he said, you know, he kind of wanted, like, this ticking clock, like, more of, you know, they have to, the parents have to get her through the night, get her to survive. So it has that added suspense to it, you know, which I, I could see. I think it worked out. I like the added suspense. And it gives us, a, oh, makes it a little less dark. Yeah, you know, for sure. A little, little more hope mm-hmm. to it. So. so she ends up getting shot. She ends up like turning over. Um, you, did you lake. think she was dead? Oh, I for sure thought she was dead here. And then even Sadie looking out at her here, too. So we had, like, Sadie's initial look after she was assaulted. 
and then see looking out here too is all it gives kind of the same thing of like did we did we like what have we done almost so now we're just down to our family of four trying to navigate these woods no car no i don't think they really have any idea where they are no map i wonder what house they're gonna end up at probably some total strangers probably the last house on the left is this the last house on the left i mean it is the title <laughs> i wanted them to say it like, you know how they do in the song like oh they said the name i of think the thing. am i making this up or at one point somebody says something about it's it's the house on the right or something like not this house, but yeah. like somewhere else. And it was like a reference to the title. Like, oh, that could have been, I think like they, a, said, they like, said that about the neighbors, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're they trying kind of, to get to. They almost gave it to yeah. us. <laughs> oh, so close. Meanwhile, um, I don't even know what their names. Oh, it's Emma and oh gosh, the parents. Yeah. I just call them Monica Potter and Tony Goldwyn so Monica, from Friday 13 part six banger. So, we'll get to it eventually. So Monica and Tony are just enjoying Monica. A, a nice dinner at home or at their camp. Mm -hmm. And then these misfits are family of four end up coming up on their doorstep. And like any good neighbor, State Farm is there. The State Farm is there. <laughs> Monica Potter's there. Doctor Tony to help you. Doctor Tony stitches up our boy Aaron Paul, and fixes his messed up nose. And Krug really puts on a show here. Mm -hmm. He plays this nice, like caring dad, this caring guy, who's just—I uh, forgot what excuse he gave. He gives them, but he's just like, oh yeah, we're just kind of stranded out here now. Yeah, they don't really think anything too sus at this point. Yeah. So. The one thing I did notice early on, too, and they obviously noticed later, is that there is a picture of um, Mary right on the fridge. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there'd be family photos around the house as well. So I'm surprised no one like picked up on that until later. But Yeah, Justin. Does, is Justin the first one didn't really notice it in the refrigerator? So. Yeah. Yeah, this family definitely would have had more pictures around. Yeah. I mean, they, but for plot purposes, no. I mean, Krug might have realized it because he tells Justin, "Don't tell them anything." Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't. It's not really like. I'm sure you, maybe Krug, maybe Krug did know, but he's just playing it cool. And of course, there's a storm outside too, which doesn't help anything. The power goes out. Always you know? a storm. And I didn't know how brutal this movie was gonna get. So I I, I thought the parents were gonna die. I'll be, so I'll be yeah. Did you what did you think this story where this was going to go at this point? Did you think it was going to be like this revenge thing or I wanted the parents to like become the hunters and hunt these people down one by one sort of thing. Well, that's what we get, right? Yeah, but I honestly thought it was going to be them just murdering the parents. Oof, it's really yeah, dark. Yeah, I thought it was going to go super dark. Because well, we have the scene uh so that you like you said the power goes out uh and Tony has to go and <laughs> my boy Tony Goldwyn from Friday Thirteen Part Six. Hey, he has to go and like start the generator. So he's like he's out for a while and just leaves Emma in the house alone with like these four randos, which is a little. I don't weird. know if he would. He's not father of the year at this moment. No. Uh, like you don't think say, come on, oh honey, oh my God. I need help. Come hold the light. But or something. I'm not gonna keep comparing this to the original, but it was in. I know it was like the 70s, but it was insane when they go to their house in the original. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, like just go upstairs, like make yourself a home. Like two seconds after they, they said my, their, our car broke down. It's yeah. like crazy. Uh, I'm sure it was like that back then. That's the scary part. You know, you think of it back then. You wonder like how much stuff went unreported or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Now people are like scared to open their door if the doorbell rings. Which I'm guilty of that. Like I don't want. I, I want to people. I mean, people don't want to even. I watched this really hilarious skit on YouTube. It was mm -hmm. so well done. Where it was like somebody was on DoorDash and they accidentally hit me at door instead of drop off at door. Uh -huh. And he's like terrified. It's shot like a horror movie. <laughs> like he's like, leave it at the door. And then they text back. No, I'm at the. It was just. It was so good. But yeah, like people don't even want to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. People don't want to deal with anybody. They don't know what's going to happen. I got to be honest, though. I have to start doing the meet at door because I ordered DoorDash, Wingstop uh, last weekend. Mm -hmm. And they left it at some complete rando address. 
and mine was mine was in there correct mine was in there right you seen my apartment i'll show you because you saw the picture that they sent. the picture that they sent was no nothing like my apartment with our friend from across the street it oh. was there i'm like oh it's his house so i had to walk across the street again. oh really <laughs> One of my friends had tried to pick me up before at my apartment complex. She ended up in the one right next to me. So I'm wondering if it's like, probably harder for them at like, apartment. Yeah. Maybe. But it shouldn't be hard for you. <laughs> you would think. But no, it gets a, goes across the street. Yep. <laughs> I remember one time it was maybe like super late at night. We were it was me and my parents. I was still living with my parents. This was when I was in high school, maybe middle school. But I remember it being late at night. These randos came up to my parents' house, and we lived on a big-ass hill, right? So it's not like an easy driveway. It's not like just one you just walk right up to, right? right? This driveway was pretty fucking steep, and they, like, rang our doorbell, and they were, like, knocking on our window and because they supposedly it's ran like out of the gas. Strangers, like, yeah, yeah, my parents did not let them in at all. They opened up a window, and they were, like, talking them through the window, and they're like, we'll call the, we'll call someone for you, but like, that's it. You never want to get a knock at the door yeah. in the middle of the night. <laughs> so my parents called the cops, and the cops were like, oh yeah, they're just they're just out of gas. And my parents were like, well, we don't know what they want or what they need. They're mm-hmm. just like coming up. We don't know who they who these people are. Like, what do you want us to do? Yeah, fuck that. Sorry, yeah. sorry. You gotta. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not answering the door for any strangers unless it's DoorDash. <laughs> but there was no DoorDash in 2009. No DoorDash. <laughs> then I think this is when Justin does see the picture. Then does everybody else find out right away? I don't know. Krug does, right? Krug kind of knows Justin's probably going to screw up somehow. I don't know if Sadie and Francis necessarily know. I don't think know. anybody else knows. Yeah. I think they would have made it explicitly mm. clear to us. But yeah, Monica Potter being a sweetheart, she lets them stay in the guest house. Mm-hmm. But there's like all these shots, like even like when she's like putting the candles down and you just see them lurking in the back, just so ominous and like shadowy and dark. I love it. You, it's like, raining. I I always thought, you know, this is Monica's time. Like any second she's gonna de- be dead, just the way they were acting. Because this would have been the time to do it for her, really, mm-hmm. at the guest house, and then have. All three of them go over, take out the husband. But it's not even necessarily that they want to just kill these people. Like, right? They're just taking advantage of the situation. They need a place to stay. Right now, yeah. But I guess it's a good thing that they weren't paying attention to the news either, right? Well, here's the thing. I didn't see any TV in this camp. If they would have just had TV, this would have all like been one solved. Of those people, if we're going to camp, we're going to camp. Yeah. We're not going to have any TV. Yeah, that's annoying. No, I need, yeah, I need a TV. I need Monica some, Potter, Potter. What the fuck? Yeah. You you <laughs> did this to yourself, Monica. <laughs> so Justin being, trying to help out anyways, after he just pretty much got these two girls killed, ends up taking the necklace from Mary that he got when she was being assaulted and puts it around the cup he used for his chocolate milk or hot chocolate mm. as kind of like a heads up. Like these are bad people. We're bad people sort of thing. But they don't find See, that. I didn't, mm, I didn't even think about that. I thought it was no. just more him like because he felt bad just leaving that part of her with them. You know, Oh, I thought as I didn't really yeah. I didn't take it as him. But maybe that's. That's why he did it. I, yeah, I took it as him giving them a heads up at least. Be, but they don't see that until First our, they find Mary. Our girl Mary comes back. She made it home in really bad shape, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I do like how, and this is something they didn't do. Here I go again. In the original, he mm-hmm. was a doctor too, but they didn't really use that at all. But like here, like he cauterizes the wound, which yep. is oof, not fun to watch. And But like just having him use his job, like it's just clever, you know. And then, like, probably the most upsetting part, though, of the scene is the moment when he realizes that she was sexually assaulted. You can just oh, see his eyes. It. You can. They don't really. It's not like a huge moment. It's like kind of subtle, but mm. it's like perfect. You're like, yeah, oof, just, that's rough. Just enough. 
So, and I think this is when she goes into the, Monica Potter goes into the kitchen and that's when she finds the necklace. And mm-hmm. that's when she puts two and two together that these people must be responsible mm-hmm. and they're staying in the fucking guest house. Like this is an intense situation. Mm-hmm. And we get our boy, Jesse Plinkman. Is that it? Pinkman. 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 <laughs> and um, this is kind of from the original. Here I go. Yet again, where the mom was kind of kind of luring them with flirtation Mm -hmm. but in the original she brings him outside goes down on him and bites his dick off wow Um, (laughs) so this is kind of like an homage to that a little bit i guess Mm -hmm. because like he's been kind of flirting with her creepily Mm um i thought she slayed in this scene her acting's really good and like she has to go to the fridge and take the picture down because he doesn't know yet that she's the mom Mm -hmm. and then just like oh, it's just pretty suspenseful, and she has to worry too because uh, Mary's now in the living room, so she has yeah, to like, you distract see, him you from You see that. her glancing into the living room, mm-hmm. and it's just like a lot to worry about. Yeah, so she has to like basically keep his gaze on her and away from all all these other mm-hmm. distractions. And she does a great job; she, she does excellent until eventually he does see her, and there's the fight, right? Yeah, Mary just has this look of. Oh yeah, Mary terror, sees terror him. Terror and panic as well. Because she doesn't know that they're here, mm-hmm. so it's like, like this. I was a little irritated at this fight scene because I wanted a quick death for him, but obviously that's not satisfying. Oh no, this death was perfect <laughs> because we finally got a fucking garbage disposal that's used. It's about time. Unlike Halloween H two O or Halloween Ends, no. I'm sure many, a few other movies I can't think of right now. We actually get to see it. Like it's savage, like, and I like that it's the mom and the father teaming up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like pushing, put put his hand in the garbage disposal, and it's just very satisfying to me. <laughs> I wanted her to just slit his throat. I wanted that, but I could have like used the gar the garbage disposal scene, but I wanted his throat still slit. I I don't know, cause she, it, like they were alluding to it the whole time, and she never did it. I was so bummed out about mm-hmm. that. The hammer to the head wasn't bad, though. No, that still works. <laughs> <laughs> but now with Aaron Paul dead, they're like, all right, let's go to the guest house and kill the rest of these motherfuckers. Let's finish the job. <laughs> I just love how proactive they are, though. You know what I mean? They're not just, like, victims, you know? Right. They're not going to be haunted. They're, they're going to be they're going to go after these brutal killers mm-hmm. and take them out. Okay, point for Justin here. Did you did you think Justin was gonna shoot him here? Oh no, no, you thought Justin was gonna be a good boy at this point. Justin, Justin's a good sweet boy. I think this kid's from. You ever see Unbreakable? I'm Night Shyamalan, Bruce Willis. No. And then it, like this. Okay, I won't. No spoilers. Is for he Unbreakable? Movie. Hmm? Is he Unbreakable? No, Bruce Willis was Unbreakable. He oh. was his son, so he was like oh. younger then. They he. He could have been a little bit better in giving him the gun and like putting it on the floor rather than. He's kind of a flop, even yeah. when he's not. <laughs> like you didn't. Obviously, they're doing it for suspense. You didn't need the suspense though. Like you're giving up the gun. Is he gonna like take it back real quick? And it's shoot more them? for us, yeah, to be in suspense. Because yeah. <laughs> Krug and Sadie are asleep. You know, there's more fighting. Like Sadie, she's got her tits out, like fighting. It's like no hard feelings. Oh, you didn't see that movie. Gee, thanks, Matt, for the spoilers. <laughs> I actually want to watch that because I like Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Not as a person, but as an actress. Next actress. Big fan of uh, Hunger Games, huh? No. <laughs> I didn't mind it. The second one was pretty good. I watched. I the- didn't bother with I didn't watch three it. and four. It was like the two-parter. It was supposed to be trash. I didn't watch three and four. Oh, yeah, I watched the first two. That's about it. Oh, I have a good Jennifer Lawrence movie. Maybe you saw it. What one? Mother? Exclamation point. Oh, I saw Mother. I loved Mother. Aaron, Aaron, wait, Darren Aronowski. I can never say his name, but he's great. She dated him too. Oof. Really? Come on. Is he older? I think he's a bit older, but like, never mind. It's not about looks. If you like a person, you like a person. <laughs> but that movie was great. Um, I love Mother. Disturbing. Let's do a Jennifer Lawrence um, podcast. Uh, I was, I was saying month, but we could do podcasts as well. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough horror movies with Jennifer Lawrence to do a Jennifer Lawrence month. She was in this horror movie. I think I think she shot it after Hunger Games um, called, it's almost like this, 
house something. House at the end of the street, I think. Okay. It sucks. We and she's not that good in it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, she didn't have much to work with. <laughs> so, Sadie, she gets shot. Does she get shot in the tit? Or am I making that up? She, she might get shot in the tit, but she definitely gets shot in the head, too. Mm-hmm. That's the final one. My, my only kind of negative with this movie is that I feel like everybody dies too quickly and then it's just i'm like oh there's still quite a bit left in this movie and it's just krug versus the father mostly mm-hmm. i don't know there's something about the pacing it's not like i'm bored ever. no it's just i felt like maybe some of them could have lived longer and more of a final battle with more of them than like maybe the showdown of that with just krug was a little shorter mm-hmm. i don't know like maybe that part just went on too long. The the cat and mouse with Krug and the dad, yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's a good fight though, like great stunts. Mm-hmm. Krug just what down he, and dirty kind of a fight, you know. Before they even get, before both of them are even at the house, though, Krug like jumps out the window from the guest house, <laughs> and he's fine, <laughs> and he's fine. He just like, kind of walks it off. But Krug, I did like that he was shirtless, Joe, just because it's fair. Because mm-hmm. Sadie was. Had her shirt off, with her tits flopping around. That's true. Maybe it's not the same. Maybe you should have hit Dong, <laughs> but we'll we'll take what we. That's can in get. the extreme unrated version. <laughs> but I like I, I do like how Krug uses pretty much every trick in the book to kind of fake out the father. Mm-hmm. So like upstairs, like he's got. I don't know what he has like a coaster or something or a lid to something. He throws it, so then the father hears that. So he thinks he's over there. Then there's a light on or a door open. So the father goes in. The window's open. So the father thinks he jumps out. But no, he's waiting for the father in the room. He's a smart psycho. He, he knows what's And I also doing. think like he's, I forgot what he said, but he's saying some horrific things that the dad wouldn't want to hear about him sexually assaulting yeah. his daughter. Just yeah. to really like twist the knife in metaphorically. Yeah. But here, Justin sucks too because we have there's a Justin quick scene. sucks. Breaking news. <laughs> there's a quick scene. Another point. A point against Justin. I think we're at negative for Justin at the moment. Uh, the mom asks Justin, like, "Oh, where are they? Did you find them?" And he's like, "I don't know. No." He's like, like, they're obvious. If they're not in the guest house, where do you think they are, Justin? Come on, tell me you don't know. They're in the main house. I kind of think it would have been cool if they were just like you know what fuck you justin and killed him i'm serious Aww. like savage like mm-hmm. at this point they're just so so like they turn into animals mm-hmm. like the bad guys did and they just like i don't give a fuck like justin you can fucking die mm-hmm. like and go really dark with this ending but instead of like i, I got do you get the impression they adopt him yeah oh, oh yeah fuck sure. that i don't he maybe, still didn't do enough or maybe not even adopt but like like, okay, you're 17, 18 here. Go on the real, figure shit out yourself. Or, like, go get psych help. Here figure you go. Figure your shit out, Justin. I mean, they have enough money to get Justin help. Look, they had two nice houses. <laughs> but I do like how, like, because the mom's basically during all this getting married to the boat. Mm-hmm. But at least, I like that she at least gets to come back and get a few blows in. And it's not just the dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Come through, Monica Potter. And what they did do, which I was kind of happy about i was like oh no they should not kill this man they should leave him be but like torture the hell out of him well because we yeah we think that they just leave him yeah (laughs) yeah so they're on the boat with mary and i really do like how how they did this like with editing where we're seeing like these little bits of like something happening we Mm -hmm. don't really know what we see like some blood and maybe like a razor blade Mm -hmm. going through skin then you know to reveal that they have Krug like tied down basically, and they have a microwave, um, because they set this up before, right? That the microwave something was wrong with the microwave, Chekhov's microwave, I believe. I don't even remember. They uh, yeah. could, they very well could uh, have. Like I don't know if this could happen, but I loved it because they yeah, just blow his head off. I don't want to find out. I thought he got off easy. I mean. Granted, they did paralyze him from the neck down mm-hmm. before any of this happened, too. So that's got to be pretty shitty for this guy. But I think just a, a one and done microwave head thing was getting off way too easy for Krug. The little cuts they did, they, they should have done more of those. Like, I, I mean, like, And then like the dad will be like, oh, 
I'll be back later for more. And then he just like closes the door and like that's the end of the movie. Dark, disturbing. Would they actually do it? Probably not. They probably would have just killed him right off the bat. But like I that's what I want. I've never seen anybody's head explode with a microwave though. So That was neat. I loved it. I <laughs> I just wanted Krug to suffer more. Fair. He deserved it. But okay, point for Justin. He does finally stand up to his father. Although his gun has no bullets. So as their as the dad's fighting Krug, Justin ends up coming in and points the gun right at him. Krug taunts him. You don't have the balls to do it. He finally pulls the trigger, but there's no bullets because mm. they used them all for Sadie, apparently. That is Last House on the Left, 2009. Yeah, like this is not one that I will revisit often just because of the subject matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, let's make some popcorn and watch Last House on the Left. But I do think it is one of the better remakes. I think it's very good, and I do think it's better than the original. Mm -hmm. And I think it was great that they had Wes come in, like I said, to produce it. Like, it's just respectful, right? Mm -hmm. And you get a better product, clearly. Um, so yeah, I think it's good. I'm glad I saw it. It seems like you like your know. dark shit. I, I do. Know. I do like my dark shit. Uh, yeah, it's heavy, I kind of get like, sure. obviously this doesn't have supernatural elements, but I kind of get evil dead 2013 vibes just from like the brutality. Of mm -hmm. it, so I can see it. I can see it. But next week. We have a nice lighthearted film for everyone. <laughs> <Yes>. Not nearly <laughs> as we we are deep or dark. Continuing our nihilistic, brutal remake streak with Texas Chainsaw Massacre from two thousand three. So that will be another light one. <laughs> Which is my second Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie ever. It was the first watch. one, The Next Generation, with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Might have been. Did you know Matthew McConaughey was in a Texas Chainsaw? I didn't. I did not. That's the first time I'm hearing of that. That's a piece of cinema. Let me just tell you. I think the one I saw was like the origin story. Leatherface was still like a young lad, like a teen or something. Oh God, was it Leatherface? That might have been it. One of my least faves, honestly. Is that at the end he kills the girl? Essentially, I can't even remember. I think at the end, don't the, don't they want you to believe it's like. The bigger guy is Leatherface, but it turns out it's like the scrawny, the scrawny dude. guy. Yeah, I'm like, I saw that coming a mile away. You know your horror. <laughs> but we'll Can't talk about more guy. about tech, all about Texas Chainsaw next week. Yeah, next, so stay next tuned. Uh, follow us on social media at Horror Stands at Instagram and Twitter slash X, I guess. Um, <laughs> also on TikTok at Horror Stands Podcast. If you can give us a review. A follow five star rating it really helps us out and we appreciate you guys so much yes thank you to each and every one of you tunes in and listens yes and every review helps so anything you could do much appreciated and we'll see you for the next one <laughs> <laughs>